Hello, Internet MTC, and welcome to Fantasy Football USA, an American-based fantasy football vlog, blog, podcast, whatever you want to call it. Each and every week, I'll preview and review the fantasy football world and offer my input. I've never played the sport professionally, and I don't claim to be an expert. It's just merely my opinion. What makes the concept different to all other blogs out there? Well, twofold. I'm uh, based in the US of A, where each and every Premier League game is available to watch at my leisure. Um, and number two, I'm a mad Blackburn Rovers fan, so... Uh, I come with an unbiased opinion on all other teams in the Premier League. I do have my fate. I, I, there are players that I find, uh, you know, more unpleasant than others. Um, but you know, to be honest with you, I'm pretty, pretty straight and narrow. Anyway, let's waste no more time and uh, let's see what's happened with the news. Game on. So busy transfer windows start to pick up some momentum this week over the past few days. Uh, clubs have been busy once again strengthening their squads. Some of the higher profile deals have included two big ones quite recently. The first, Pedro opting to join Chelsea for £21 million instead of Manchester United. Uh, that deal's official now and United have been chasing Pedro for most of the summer. But uh, been swiped there by Chelsea. Another big move the past couple of days is Nicolas Otamendi who joins Manchester City for £32 million from Valencia. So that's a big uh, you know, new... Uh, highly high-profile defender for Manchester City. But keep your eyes peeled for those names popping up in the fantasy football uh, players pretty soon. So there might be an option um, in the next week or so. Meanwhile, Oriol Romeo is transferring from Chelsea to Southampton. That's a deal for around about five million pounds. Aston Villa have also signed the highly fancied Adama Traore from Barcelona. That feel that fees around about seven million squid. So and also Watford have brought in the Italian veteran Alessandro Diamanti and uh, Chelsea youngster Nathan Ake Aki also on but those deals are both on loan for the season uh, also recently Leicester City brought in midfielder Gokhan Inla from Napoli and up north the Georgies have splashed a cool 12 million for Florian Tharavine gosh these pronunciations are just getting better and better so we're making your picks for your teams be sure to check out some of these new boys uh, but that wraps up about this that wraps up this week's transfer activity so let's kick on and check out last week's action Previous. So week two came and went and some interesting results have had a major effect on leagues around the globe. So Sunderland continued their awful start to the season, losing 3-1 at home to Norwich. Everton upset a few bookmakers across England, turning over Southampton on their own turf. Free zip. And Chelsea were taught a footballing lesson away to former Premier League champions Manchester City. I think they lost 3-0 in the end. So let's take a look at all the players of the week. First up, who ranked highly between the sticks? Well, top honours go to West Brom keeper Boaz Myhill. He chalked up an impressive 10 points this week. That brings his total to 12. Not far behind him is Everton's American stopper, Tim Howard. He amassed 8 points, bringing his total to 10 points. And in third place this week is Manchester City's Joe Hart. He picked up 7 points, bringing his tally up to 13 for the season. Now into defence. Everton's Seamus Coleman was top-notch this weekend with 11 points. In fact, there's a, those are his first points of the season, so he might kick on from there and uh, start uh, you know, amassing more points. Joining him in top spot is Vincent Company. He's also got 11 points, bringing his nice early total to a whopping 25 points. Third spot, that honour goes to Ward from Crystal Palace. He knocked up 10 points, bringing his tally to 12 for the campaign. Now into midfield. Three players received top honours. First up is Barkley from Everton, scored 11 points and now boasts a total of 12 points for the season. 
Manchester City Silver also picked up 11 points and joining them was Norwich City's Nathan Redmond also 11 points. Both Redmond and Silver are also on 17 points for the season. So good starts for those three midfielders. Up front, big week for Lukaku. He bagged 13 points but brings his total to 18. Fellow Belgian Christian fellow Belgian Christian Benteke, uh, he bagged nine points this week, which brings his total to 11. And third spot this week was Oliver Giroud, seven points, and that's nine for the season. And despite these weekly tallies, who still ranks out amongst the lot? Well, here are your top five players in the game, and of course, I'm going to do it in reverse order. Joint fourth, Mark Arbrighton from Leicester is 20 for the season, and joining him on that same figure is Barkley from Everton. And at your third spot, Manchester City's Yaya Torre has got 21 points, and we have a joint number one this week uh, for total points is Vincent Company uh, from Manchester City and Leicester City's very own Mahers with 25 points. Okay, so as for last week's Dream Team, here's a quick look at that. We had Mahers with goal, four-man defence consisting of the aforementioned Coleman, Company, Ward and Williams from Swansea. We got a five-man midfield consisting of Redmond, Hulhan from Norwich, Barkley Silva and Leicester City's Mahers. Uh, and up front, Lukaku from Everton. So who will make it next week? Find out right here on Fantasy Football USA. Now as for my boys, not a great week. Only 28 points uh, between them with only Aguero and Coyote picking up any major points. Also, that shocking figure is way off the 44-point average, which I'm trying to meet. So I need to make amends this week, and I will uh, showcase my 11 in the next part of the show. Previews. As we take a look at who's... Who's been, who's been struggling so far this season and uh, one of the obvious uh, picks is Sunderland and uh, playing them this week will be Swansea so you would fancy Swansea to, uh, to uh, they've been playing very well uh, so I imagine Swansea will, will be uh, tough to beat this week so if you've got Swansea attacking players you'll be, uh, you know, they'll be highly fancied this week also another match that could uh, you, you could expect to get some points from is the West Ham Bournemouth game um, Bournemouth have not got off to the greatest start two defeats and um, they've been playing good football but they've just been, you know they've they been at the rubber the green but West Ham uh, they look a tidy outfit they were a bit sloppy last week but they got the win against Arsenal so it's going to be a, a tough one there but yeah I would think West Ham will come on top uh, so attacking West Ham players which I have won uh, will uh, be so uh, highly sought after. So what's been happening around the world as of transfers? Um, who's been bringing whom in? No surprises really with Mares being transferred in by a whopping 302,000 and some teams this week. He is a cheap option in midfield but the question remains how long will his form last? This form might be term temporary whereas you compare to other players like Yaya Torre where they have skill and class which is permanent. He ranks in at number two, Yaya Torre, for the most transferred this week, with 255,000 teams drafting him in. How about the players being transferred out? Top of the lot is Wayne Rooney, 211,000 teams dumping the Manchester United forward out just this week. Uh, and not far behind him is Chelsea's magician, Eden Eden Hazard, with 178,000 teams trading the master technician out of their squads for this week's fixtures. Now despite that, Hazard still remains the most popular player with a whopping 47.8% of the teams in the fantasy football league set up, like there's 5 million of them, 47.8% of that million, million, million uh, number of teams 
uh, have Hazard in there. Um, and we're also joining him as one of the highly sought-after players is uh, his fellow Belgian, Christian Penteke, who's in a massive 40.8% of the team's... Um, team selection. Uh, so, this week, team selection. Uh, like I said earlier, we didn't fare that well this week, and I'm hoping to make amends uh, this coming week with, with the fixture. So my squad is a little thin right now. I've got two players confirmed injured for this week, uh, with both Bertrand and Olsen ruled out. So for my one and only transfer, well, it's a bit of a shocker, really, because he's, he's also been having a shocker, and you wouldn't expect him to have a shocker, but John Terry decided to whip him out and, uh, and bring in the new Manchester United right-back, Damien. Damien's a straight swap in my defence, uh, he's on fire at the moment, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Manchester United. They've got a home game against Newcastle. I expect them to keep a clean sheet, so I'm, I'm banking on the on the, the new fella to, to give me a clean sheet. Uh, and the only other change uh, is the, that of Skipper. And I've given the armband to Eden Hazard, and, and I hope Mourinho is, is giving them a good crack of the whip because they had a really poor result on the weekend. So I'm sure he will want a performance to uh, to his boys to turn in the performance and uh, get them back on track. Other than that, it's as you were. So here we are. Skeltenberg in goal. Freeman defence of Damien, Richards and Crystal Palace. Former ex-rover Scott Dan. Four-man midfield of Coyote, Ramsey, Tadic and Hazard. And up front, Barino, Gested and the big man Aguero. I'm not using any bonuses. However, I am getting a bit of an itchy trigger finger in regards to my wild card. So I hope for a better week this week and maybe I can stave off using that until next week. Merson predicts. Over the years I've noticed football pundits offering their predictions week in and week out with one pundit in particular who seems to get a rough ride and I'm talking about the legendary Paul Merson. People say he never gets it right so I thought I'll compare his notes with my own. Each week I'll try and inform the world of my weekly Premier League predictions and compare his to mine. I will then put our results into a mini league to see just who knows more, the legendary Paul Merson ex-pro or me, amateur. So, without further ado, here are the results to last week's fixtures. Uh, Aston Villa nil, Manchester United 1, Southampton nil, Everton 3, Spurs 2, Stoke 2, Sunderland 1, Norwich 3, Swansea 2, Newcastle nil, Watford nil, West Brom nil, West Ham 1, Leicester City 2, Crystal Palace 1, Arsenal 2, Manchester City 3, Chelsea 0, Liverpool 1, Bournemouth 0. Now here is how we both fared. So the yellow means, no, the green means a correct result, the yellow means a correct outcome. So if you have a look at the table, Mr. Merson did pretty well this week. Uh, he picked up three correct results, two correct outcomes. I did picked up four correct outcomes and only one correct result. I'm going to add those tallies to uh, last week's totals, and then at the bottom there you can see uh, he has now got an impressive uh, eight-point lead of me in the league. So I need to start bringing out my A game, uh, or else he's going to kick on, and I'm going to be uh, so far behind that uh, this experiment will prove useless. But anyway, so um, he got the uh, Spurs Stoke game bang on. He got the Swansea Newcastle bang on. He got the West Ham Leicester City bang on. And he got the Crystal Palace Arsenal correct outcome. Uh, Liverpool Bournemouth correct outcome. I got the Crystal Palace Arsenal game spot on. And I got the Spurs Stoke 
uh, game, uh, Swansea, Newcastle game, Watford, West Brom game, and Liverpool, Bournemouth game. I've got the correct outcomes for that. So kicking on to next week's uh, predictions. Let's have a quick overview there. Uh, Manchester United, Newcastle, uh, both myself and Mr. Merson going for a 2-0 victory for uh, Manchester United. Crystal Palace, Aston Villa, I've gone for a 2-1 win for, for Palace. Merson's gone 2-0 for Palace. Leicester City, Spurs, I've gone for a 1-1 draw. Uh, Mr. Merson's gone for a 2-1 victory for Leicester, so that might be a bit controversial. Uh, Norwich, Stoke, I've gone for a 2-1 win for Stoke. Merson's gone for 2-2. Uh, Sunderland against Swansea, I've gone for 2-1 victory for Swansea, Sun and Merson's gone for 3-0 Swansea. West Ham, Bournemouth have gone 2-0 West Ham, he's gone 2-1 West Ham. West Brom, Chelsea, I've gone for 3-1 Chelsea, he's gone for 2-0 Chelsea. Everton, Manchester City, I've gone for a 2-2 draw, he's gone for a 3-0 victory. Watford, Southampton, we've both gone for a 1-1 draw, and the, the big game of the week, Arsenal versus Liverpool. I've gone for a 3-2 victory for Arsenal. He's gone for a 2-1 victory for the Gunners. So how will we fare out? Well, you're going to find out. You're going to tune in next week. And we'll just we'll compare the results and we'll update that mini-league. And then hopefully I can uh, you know, catch up a little bit. Match of the week. So each week I like to throw out my match of the week. Over the course of the season, I will showcase each and every club in the league in at least one match of the week segment. This week's honour goes to Arsenal against Liverpool. Uh, well, Arsenal, they've, they've just recently sported a quality keeper, and that is uh, Peter Cech, but he unfortunately doesn't make the grade. Uh, I've gone for David Seaman in between the sticks. Um, you know, he was number one for a consistent amount of time. He was part of that... Uh, you know, I think they won the Premier League with, with, with him between the sticks. But he was rock solid, England number one. Um, and to be honest with you, the goalies ever since have been, you know, uh, pretty second rate compared to him. It's a defence. I've gone for four-man defence. Well, Lee Dixon, right back. Sol Campbell, uh, one part of my centre-backs. The legend Tony Adams joining him. And on the left back, I've gone for Ashley Cole. That's pretty strong defense there. Uh, I think they all played together uh, for some considerable amount of time. Moving into midfield, I've got a three-man midfield. Again, a lot of um, a lot of the players from the invincible side here. We've got Freddie Lundberg, uh, Patrick Vieira, Robert Perez. Those are my three-man midfield. Kicking on up front, gone for another powerful. Uh, we've got a three-man uh, attacking lineup with Thierry Henry, Dennis Burkamp, and the legend that was Ian Wright. Well, still is Ian Wright. So he is, he is a legend. So, you know, and that is, you know, for the most part, it's pretty much the, the 11 that, uh, or the starting 11 that um, was uh, part of the Invincibles uh, season. And, you know, to be honest with you, that was probably the greatest Arsenal side ever. So, you know, I can't make too many changes. So now on to Liverpool. In between the goal, controversial one. He's not the. He's had some uh, bad press uh, over the years, but uh, Bruce Gobler was. He had a excellent, you know, track record before the Premier League, and he was sticking around for a couple of seasons into the Premier League. And since then, again, just like Arsenal, they've not really replaced Gobler. They've never had that outstanding keeper. Uh, they had David James. They had. They've got Mingale now. Uh, you know, they've. they've uh, Reyna was pretty decent, but 
I'm going to give my goalie six to goalie gloves to uh, blah blah. It's defence. Not, not as impressive as, as Arsenal, but the John, Ars John Arisa is in the back there. Joining him, Martin Skirtle uh, and Sammy Hippier, and also Jamie Carragher, a right back. It's pretty tasty, but I think Arsenal's defence sh uh, just about shaded. Uh, into midfield, gone for another three man midfield. Um, this is not how they would usually play, but I'm going to Steve McManaman in uh, uh, one one side of, of my three man midfield. In the middle, Zabi Alonso, and then of course there's got to be a room for Stevie G. Uh, up front, uh, controversial fella, but he he brought the goals. We we're talking about Louis Luis Latif Suarez. Uh, joining him is Robbie Fowler. He was a goal machine back in the day, and of course an alright legend or a complete legend of, of, of English football and that was Ian Rush so pretty tasty once again uh, you can't complain about those starting 11s final whistle so that's my match of the week um, join us next week as we take a look at another match of the week and that just about wraps up episode 3 so you can keep up to date with Fantasy Football USA by clicking on the subscribe button if you want more information I'm on Twitter and Facebook details included in the description and uh, until then until next week have a good weekend let's get some football